my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode number 22. What? Episode 22. Oh, man. It's been a long ride. It's been a long ride going along with you guys. Technically, technically 23 episodes if you count the pilot we did last year, but we don't. So it's 22. Anyway, you can join me every single Monday here on the podcast. The podcast goes out on all the major podcasting platforms, which is, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Audible. The visual element goes out on YouTube the exact same day, but if you're a podcast, no, not if you're a podcast, if you are a patron supporter, you can get it two days early on the Saturday. I do apologize to my patrons. I've got it up a little bit early. Sorry, I got it up a little bit later this week because I record a little bit later. Sometimes I record on a Saturday, most days I record on a Friday. It's not relevant to what I'm talking about right now, but I do apologise for getting this up like a couple of hours later for you guys. Um, you can, of course, find me over... Oh, if you want to be a patron, that's the most important part, is you go to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. I mean, just one dollar, early access to podcasts, other stuff from my YouTube channel. Man, long intro. Okay, so you can find me over at Dave Lee Down Under on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, all that. Links down in the description below. Uh, you can, if you want to write to me, which no one does, you can write to me at Dave Lee Down Under. Sorry, you can write to me at Dave Lee Pod at gmail.com. I'm trying to go off a script today. I'm trying to, like, get my, uh, my uh, intros down without having to look at the script. And I've just, I've completely ballsed it up today. But it's all right. It's okay, we're going. So anyway, if you want to write into the show, you can send it to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. No one ever uses that email. Just flood me with emails this week so I can feel a little bit of love. I get, I mean, everywhere else, Twitter, Instagram, I get messages from you guys, which is wonderful, but I feel like that, that email address is just cobwebs. Anyway, that's irrelevant again. So if you're listening on the podcast platforms, I'd love to leave you a review and a rating. We've been getting some really nice ones recently, which is great. Although someone must have given me a bad review because my star rating's gone down from 5 to 4.9, which is, uh, I know, man, I know. Of course, the sigh, those gro- those groans of disbelief, those groans of, of just sympathy that you can hear there is, is my guest for today. I'm, of course, once again joined by the wonderful... Austin Burke! Hey! Hey, man! Thank you so much for joining me again. What's up, man? I, I'm feeling more comfortable every time I come on here. Yeah. First of all, yeah. um, I'm glad you can't see who gave you the, the one-star rating because oh, right. it was me the whole time, uh, Dave. I'm the guy... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Listen, I am so thrilled to be back. Oh, I love doing back, this, man. man. I love love coming on this show, dude. And you just... You crush it every... You talk to the flick pick. You talk yeah. to Mr. Sunday Movies. Yep. Dave, what's yep. going on Great here? Guys. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm just reaching out to some people. And, man, <laughs> I've got you on the show as well. This is your third time here. Of course, you came on here with cool. three the wonderful 3C films the first time that I had yes. you on. Chris Parker, awesome guy. Um, and then um, you came on a couple of weeks ago to talk the Golden Globes. I thought i got to get my yeah. man to come back. My awards guy's <laughs> got to come back because we've had the Golden Globes this week. So we're going to do like a bit of a wrap-up of that, um, mm. which is going to be awesome. I mean, there were some, um, as we said last week, the Golden Globes are like the joke awards. 
that we uh, we always yeah. like to have a little bit of a laugh that they're kind of the the jokey awards. Um, and there have been there were some some exciting wins, and there were some uh, there were some some very strange ones as well. I watched your reaction, so I kind of know your thoughts on all of these things. You did the milk chug on one of them, <laughs> which was yeah. Um, that I thought that was hilarious. I was I was laughing so much at that. But I did watch, like I didn't, like we'll talk about the Globes soon. But I I mm. did watch it this year. I I usually do. But this this week I was like, you know, I have to, I've got work to do, man. I have so much work to do, and I got caught up watching the Globes, <laughs> and it was like three or four hours of my afternoon gone. It just completely. But yeah, I was there for it. I was I was there. What? I was there. I can tell you one thing, people who didn't watch it, they didn't miss too much. And, and not no. that it was a, a horrible show, but, you know, in terms of what the Golden Globes is constantly bringing us, it, it's usually just a, a handbag of disappointment, Dave. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's a lot of what we got. Now, I was happy with some of the winners, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about all of it. Uh, but, yeah, there were some really divisive things that I can't wait to dive more into. I don't have my milk. I actually you don't drink have it. it. All, so I've, got my, I've got my water, which you know, because uh, before we came <laughs> so on, I literally – Spilt it everywhere. Now, last <laughs> week I came on the pod and during the intro I spilt like a little bit, right? And I hammed it up. <laughs> oh, there's water everywhere in the studio. It was just like a little splash of water doing what I do, ham it up. Literally this time the whole glass has gone everywhere, all over the table, all over my seat, all over this back seat. It's on the carpet. Like my socks are wet now. And I just like, that's what is that what I get? Is that what I get for... For hamming it up, I feel like I've got like a bit of um, what is it? Bad karma. So I've got it. Well, I've got it. Well, last last week here. was was a little re- refreshment for the yeah. technology, Dave. Mm-hmm. This week you just flooded the whole motherboard, man. Exactly but right. the thing is, you you told me you tried to position it in a place that yeah. it wouldn't spill, and it did it even worse. So yeah. what do you do, man? Well, There's nothing oh, you can do. I know I can't. Well, because I I did tell you one of the other uh, the live streams that I did, I spilt. The water on the on my um, my deck here, halfway through the interview, and I was thinking, oh shit! So I covered it up just to make it look like <laughs> it's it a, well. I'm like off the side here, just doing this. Like, oh yeah, yeah. man, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. <laughs> and secretly, I'm just like dying inside, just just a little bit. Um, I got that mopped up, and the, oh, the weird thing was when I got the um, the audio back into my edit, halfway through the audio starts glitching, like. And it was literally like two, oh, like a no. minute after I'd spilt it on the board, and I thought, "Oh shit, there's my audio gone." But luckily, I mean, it's just one of these things where it's like massive coincidence. There must have just been something happened to the audio file during the transfer because the file was fine. I just had to go back and oh, get it terrifying. again. I don't know, man. Oh it's my god, technical. <laughs> it's so, so this week, yeah, as you said, I've put it over here, so it's away from everything where I'm going to knock it. And somehow yeah. these wires, oh, see, they're tangled up over the table now. But these <laughs> wires got somehow tangled up on this, and it went everywhere. But we're okay now. I, I told I told Dave before we started that we need a a behind the scenes Dave Lee mm. podcast yeah. where we're just kind of going through because you've got a lot you have to do man mm-hmm. so many record buttons so many different yeah. switches you have to flip before we start it's mm. a lot man podcasting is a tough gig it I'll is, tell you it is man and sometimes I'm like I just can't be bothered doing this today but then I get on <laughs> and I just love it I have so much fun doing this but yeah you're right I've got the board here which everyone yeah. sees everything's going through that. Uh, so I have to hit record on that. 
I have to hit record on the computer to record our conversation. I have to record on this <laughs> camera over here, which gets used for like maybe, uh, I, I don't know, a two minutes out of the entire show. Uh, 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 there's always something's going to go wrong, but ho- hopefully we're okay. Yeah. I'm hoping we got that bad luck out of the way already at the beginning of the pod. <laughs> Enjoy my water. I hope so. <sighs> All right. Yeah, actually, I had a, dr- I had a dream this morning, right? Because it's 9.30 here. Oh. early morning. I had a dream you text me and said, oh, sorry, man, something's come up. I can't do the podcast today. So I thought, all right, I'll sleep in a little bit longer. So I slept in a little bit longer than I was going to. And then it got to about um, probably quarter past eight because we started at nine is when, when, yeah. when we got on together. And it got to about quarter past eight and I thought, I don't think that was a real text. I think that was a dream. Oh my god! I, thought, I have to check. I have to check my my phone. I checked it, and sure enough, no, it was a dream. I thought I gotta get up. I gotta get up. Luckily, it wasn't like last wow. minute, like quarter to nine or like nine o'clock on the dot. But it's just one of those weird things where I'm like halfway in this weird half state, and I could have sworn, man, you text me and you're like, I wasn't. I would like, like I wasn't even disappointed. I was like, that's all right. I'll sleep in a little bit longer. I'll sort something out. That's fine. And I was like, oh, I'll get a little sleep in. That's fine. And then I was like, hang on a minute. That was not real. That was a dream. So, Well, the question is, Dave, did I actually, did I inception your brain and convince you that I didn't message you, but I actually messaged you just to pull your leg a little bit? Maybe. It it could go either way. I mean, I I may have done a little Leo DiCaprio to your brain, and you'll never know. Well, I'll never know. uh, (laughs) That would be as confusing as the film itself. How you pull that off? <laughs> not quite that confusing, Dave. Pretty <laughs> confusing, quite. though. Okay. You know, so I got I got Tenet the other day. I still haven't watched it. I'm just I'll okay. probably watch that this nice. weekend. Um. So I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Is it your first time? For, yeah, my first time. I haven't watched it. So it's going to be an experience. Wow. Yeah. I missed Interesting. it. Interesting. Well, just make sure you have, and I, I know you've got your big setup there, man. Yeah. Just have that audio oh, yeah, absolutely. cranked, man, because it, it that theatrical experience of that movie was so just yeah. woof. It just whooshes. Whether you like the story or not, mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a technical oh, I'm exci- I'm excited to check it out. I mean, I should have – I was going to catch at the IMAX here, and it just didn't happen. I mean, I opened in the middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. for starters. Um, and then, reason. Yeah, so I couldn't get out, but then – when we kind of opened up, the IMAX was still open. It was still showing it for, I played it for months, probably up until yes. about February. I think they played it. And I was like, I'm going to go and see it. I'm going to go and see it. I just never got around to it. They were even like mm. giving away really cheap tickets at one point too. I was like, oh, I mean, this is it. I'm going to do it. That didn't happen. Yeah. So I've got it now. I'm going to watch it this weekend and I'll share my thoughts next week on the show. Well, I find that happening to me a lot now, Dave. I, I I keep wanting to go watch a movie in the theater because we've kind of opened back up where I live right now. And, and you know, my wife got the vaccine and I'm, I'm feeling yeah. a bit more comfortable with everything. But I, is it where we've been without movies and theaters for so long? Mm. I find myself getting lazy yeah. when it comes to going out. And maybe that'll change when we get a, like a new big release, yeah. right? But I'm just like, I want to go. But I could be watching The Office, you know, yeah. watching Parks and Rec. So yeah. that's, it's a weird feeling I have right now about movies and theaters. Yeah, I'm the same. I've been to two screenings recently, and it was really wonderful to be back at the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it man. was a nice change of pace to get away from screeners with your name, like, splashed across the front of it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it is weird. But other, outside of that, to actually go to a theater of your own accord, it's like I'd yes. rather just sit at home and... 
uh, and just watch, yeah, exactly right, watch TV or watch this on, because everything's landing on the streaming service the same day. And interestingly, yeah. Yeah. there is something we'll talk about later that does tie into that, about our audiences getting lazy. Are we getting used mm-hmm. to this new way? I mean, it's 12 months now. We're in March. Yeah. This is where the world started to shut Jeez. down last year. Yeah, how crazy is that? It's been an entire year. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's been 12 months oh, and wow. we've just... Yeah. So we will talk. We will we'll get further in deep, in depth into that. I am, man, I'm having this, like, this part of my brain at the back, that, that you know, that part that, like, talks to you and tells you everything's going wrong. I just keep going, like, yeah. it's not recording. It's not recording. It's, it's, <laughs> everything's okay. It's everything's okay. Dramatizing flashbacks, Dave. Yeah. That's what you're having right now. I know. Right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, we've got a bit to talk about today other than the Globes and that little bit of news to talk about. We'll talk about, again, we'll talk about a couple of new release movies that we've both seen. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about, um, that's about it. That's about it. It's really, actually, WandaVision. That's the other thing. WandaVision mm. ended last night. That was a big one. Um, first thing, I always like to talk about what I've been watching during the week. Um, yeah. Nothing really. I've been so lazy. And I've been saying this for like three <laughs> weeks. Something happened where I was up early one more, like really early to do a press junket that threw my whole week out and I was just mm. kept, I just slipped in every day that week. And it's just carried on for like three weeks now, three or four weeks where I'm yeah. just sleeping in. And you know, I like to get up early. I like to watch a movie before I get into watch work. I've got a pile of yeah. stuff that needs to be watched out there, like a couple hundred titles I need to watch. And then I've got stuff coming in from, like, distributors who want me to, you know, review their titles and stuff. So the pile gets bigger. Yes. I'm a month behind on my my review for them, which I'm getting a little bit nervous about. But I'll be doing that. <laughs> I think I'm, at this rate I'm going to have to combine February and March. But I've just been, I've just been really, uh, really out of it. So this week I did get to watch a couple of things. I got to watch one called Breakdown with uh, mm. Kurt Russell. Have you seen this? Have you no. heard of it? No. Yeah, it's not no. one I was familiar with. This has just been released as part of the imprint label here in Australia from Viavision. Um, from like the late 90s, I think 97, and it's like a 70s genre film, uh, like one of those, you know, truck chase kind of movies where his car breaks down, Kurt Russell's car breaks down, and his, his wife's there with him, and this trucker comes along and offers them help, and... Uh, he he says, I'll take your wife to the nearest, like, uh, restaurant and we'll call for help there. And Russell's, like, mm. waiting for, like, two or three hours. The wife doesn't come back. He's like, oh, uh, what's going on, whatever. He gets the car going and then he goes to this place and finds his wife hasn't been there. So it's like this – the whole film is, like, him okay. trying to find his wife and trying to uncover, like, what, what the hell's going on. It's really good. And it's a film I've never heard of. I'd never what? heard of it. Yeah, man. If you can find it, I don't know if wow. it's on a streaming service or anything. I think it might be getting a US release over there physically as well. I'm not sure, but it's really good. And I was shocked That's at cool. how good it was. Like, really cool. good. Like, I love a good Kurt Russell film. Like, he's terrific in, in almost everything. And I was like, I'd never heard of this. Um, it's obviously like a cult thing. But I was yes. really damn good. I understand why I, it probably didn't do well, I imagine, as, at the cinemas. It's probably why we haven't heard of it because it really is like a real genre kind of piece. You know, truck yes. chases and him like trying to track <laughs> down kidnappers or whatever. Really good film. If you can track it down, I'd highly, highly recommend that one. 
for sure. Well, it it reminds me when you said truck driver at Kurt Russell and uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which yeah. I actually just watched about a week and a half ago yeah. um, for my cousin Joseph's podcast, where mm. we talk about pop culture things. And man, I, I just I always forget how much fun it is when you're seeing Kurt Russell oh, on man. screen just. Yeah playing similar character types but always taking us on an, an interesting journey and you always buy yeah. how just ba of a character he is i mean yeah. he's just so he can do anything mm-hmm. on screen and i think that movie is a great example but the one that you're pitching yeah. to me man that definitely sounds like something in my wheelhouse you have you got to check it out man i, lo- I loved it yeah. and i think i find that with him too no matter what the film is like it could be an absolute dad of a film it's fun because it's <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell. He's just one of those actors yeah. that is just fun in everything he does, and you, you always have a good time. And this one in yeah. particular, his performance is really good in this. So I would yeah, okay. I definitely recommend that. I recommend that to anybody out there watching. Uh, this is not I'm a sales pitch for the new Blu-ray. I loved this film. <laughs> I loved the film. I thought it was really good. So I got to that one. Cool. One that I watched that I did not love is one called Jiu-Jitsu. Have you, <laughs> you probably haven't seen this. Have you heard of it? Was this was this Nicholas Cage, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I didn't see it. I heard bad things. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't bother. It's um it's like Predator and it's like oh. it's that's it. It's like Predator. Where you, where they're okay. fighting they, they've even like you get the point of view of this like alien that they're fighting and he's got like the heat vision and everything. It's like it's like Predator, like a like a C grade straight to DVD version of Predator with Nick Cage. It's not what I expected. No, me either. I, I wasn't I wasn't yeah. sure what to expect going in, but it was like samurai stuff, and the fight scenes are just you know the kinds of fight scenes that are just so like I don't even know how to explain it. But you got the camera moving around, shaking and moving around, and it's like just like oh, shaking. it's like full shot, like long shots where they obviously it's not like. 20 minutes of them recording, they do like the trick, like camera, whatever, but it looks like you're just moving for like 20 minutes. It was okay, just, it was well. too much. <laughs> it was too hmm. much for me. But it's one of those, I think it's again one of those things that people are going to watch if they like that kind of like schlocky, C grade kind of thing and enjoy. Silly. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that much fun for me. I didn't enjoy <sighs> that much. How about you? Yeah, what have you I heard been? bad things. Yeah. It's, I gave it a one on Letterboxd, which is quite rare for me. <laughs> man. Oh, I man. gave it a one. Um, Nick Cage in it is like, he, he's just ca- cashing a paycheck for this film, which is fine. Like, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. These guys uh, got to put food on their table. And if they want to yeah. pick up a, you know, pick <laughs> up a, one of these gigs every now and then, whatever. You, gotta, you do what you can do. And he's at the point in his career now where he can just do whatever he wants, I think. Um, but he's like phoning it in the whole time. Oh, it's so funny because you get like these scenes where Nick Cage like gets up, he's ready to fight, and then it cuts to a shot, like like a wide shot, and it's quite clear that the stunt guy is not Nick Cage, and it's like they haven't even bothered <laughs> to pick someone who has the same body build, oh, who looks the same. Oh. They got like a wig on him. It's like watching a film from like the fifties where they got a stunt double, and you're like, that's not him. It is so no. maybe it's it's almost worth checking out just to see how bad it is. But it yeah. was a tu- it was only like seventy minutes too, but it was really tough to get through. It was really oh, tough for man. me to get through that one. Uh, what have you been watching anything recently, um, other than like new release films and stuff? We'll talk about uh, both Ryan the Last Dragon and Coming to America in a minute, which we've both seen. But other than those two, what have you been watching recently? Well, there's two that, that that come to mind that I watched this week. The first one is I rewatched Interstellar. 
yeah. for the first time in a couple of years. Wow. Um, it, my wife was in, in the mood, and anytime the wife mm-hmm. says, we're going to yeah. watch Christopher Nolan, I say, this is why I married you, sweetie. <laughs> and so we sat down and watched the movie, man. And I'll, I'll tell you what, and I keep saying this, I keep loving that movie more and yeah. more every time mm-hmm. I watch it. I started out here, thought it was yeah. really good. I had some questions, but every single time, mm-hmm. And this being a few years later, I, I just continue to significantly, you know, understand more so maybe what Nolan's going for, even though I still have my my occasional questions in the third act. But yeah. that was a phenomenal experience. How do you feel about Interstellar, by the way, I Dave? I love it. I that it's probably, love it. aside from like the, the Batman stuff, I'd say Interstellar okay. is like peak, is like probably my favorite Nolan film. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I've I've heard a lot of people say that over the years, but I keep saying it's like, you know, I like Memento more, and I, yeah. I think I still like Inception more, even though yeah. Inception's a bit more complicated. Yeah. But Interstellar has moved; it's shot yeah. up my Christopher Nolan list, man, That's and awesome. I just love the movie so much. Um, the other movie I watched is technically a new release on Hulu, but I think yeah. it's been released elsewhere at other points. It's called Boss Level. Have you heard of this, Dave? I think I've heard of it, but off the top of my head, it's not. I'm not like. Picturing okay. what it is, but I, I'm sure I know the title. Yeah, I, I, I've been, I've been seeing it occasionally throughout the last year. I think it was supposed to come out, and then it released, I, I believe, in some other countries, isn't that? So this is Frank Grillo. It's Mel right. Gibson uh, oh, as yeah. the villain, which right. is crazy. And Naomi Watts is in the movie for some reason. Very random role right. for her. But essentially, and you're going to hear this over and over. It's like the same concept. I just saw on the map of Tiny Perfect Things, Frank Grillo is stuck in the same day. Yeah. Over and over and over, uh, but this time he has to actually take down a bunch of different. It's called boss level. It's kind of yeah. like this video game esque. You're going to take down all the little guys before you face the boss and yeah. have this final right. fight. But every single day he wakes up and he has to figure out how am I going to kill all of these people because he never makes it through the day at the beginning of the movie. He keeps getting you know his head sliced off, thrown right. into a building, and he's also trying to figure out why is this happening to me. And then there is a beautiful relationship with his son in the movie that kind of keeps him going. It motivates him to do what he does, but then throw in Dave, this other element of at the end of the day, the world ends. And we have to figure out (laughs) why the world is ending. So I saw all of that, Dave, and I said, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But I had a really good time watching the movie. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like fun. It sounds like fun. It's so much fun. Joe <laughs> Carnahan's our our director. Have you seen like uh, The Gray and some of yeah, those yeah, yeah, action yeah, yeah. heavy yeah. movies? It's Joe Carnahan. Oh, wow. So he directed this movie. I had no clue. And man, just, you know, the action scenes, Frank Grillo in this lead role worked really well. Mel Gibson, he he does Mel Gibson things, yeah. but he's not bad in the movie. They just didn't give him a lot to do. Um, but man, I had so much fun with this movie. I think I like it maybe a little bit more than some others, but... It's one yeah. that I'm easily going to recommend to like my dad and my yeah. brother. I'm going to be like, watch this. It, it you know, it's familiar because the time loop concept. Mm. Boss levels really. I actually just reviewed it on my channel. Boss level is really, really fun. I, I enjoy myself. Awesome. I got to check that out if I can. I don't know. I don't know how, if that's gonna. Yeah, I'm, I, I know the title. Let's have. A, I'm going to do a quick search. Boss level. It came out on Hulu today in the U.S. Right. And I know you guys don't have Hulu, but. No. We have Disney Star, so I'm thinking maybe it's actually in cinemas. It's in cinemas, really. Uh, yeah, it opened here in cinemas, like on the 25th cool. of Feb. Yeah, 
So there you go. That's cool. So you can go and see that one at the movies. So that might be one I might be able to pick up on uh, on Blu-ray or something down the line. I'd definitely check that one out. You've you've sold that one to me for sure. It's good, man. It's it's entertaining, (laughs) you know? Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I watched. I'm I'm feeling like I've been really slack with stuff. I'm going to quickly jump on my... uh, Jump on my letterbox here and go to my diary. I feel like I've um, such uh, a good tool, man. I, I love letterbox it, so much. I Dave. love it. Um, yeah, not really anything else. Like I've even been slacking off on the weekends. Like I'd usually watch a movie like a Saturday night or a Sunday night. It's just been it's this time of year. I think, oh man, this is what I want to talk with you about because we were talking about it yeah. last time and I hadn't seen it. No, I have seen it. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, yes. Oh, I saw you saw that, Dave. I saw it. Yes. So damn good. So good. How good is that? How good was that, uh, man? Ugh. I knew you'd like it. I, I knew you'd like I it. And it. then I saw your thoughts on it. I'm like, yes. Yeah, damn. for sure. Like uh, almost full marks. I think I gave it like a four and a half. Um, yes. But I just loved it. I think the only reason I gave it a four and a half was that for me, um, I'd, I, I don't want to say the pacing was off because everyone says that. And it's just such a thing that gets thrown around too much. But I feel like... You've got these huge moments, and then it, it brings you down to like a talky moment. And I don't have a problem with the talky moments, but I feel like they maybe could have been paced out a little bit more to keep you out of that. You know, I almost feel like you yeah. go to a big moment and you're back down and uh, big, uh, like this. That was just the only thing that like took it down a little bit for me. But other than that, yeah. performances, yeah. <sighs> so good. Well, that's that's honestly one of my big criticisms too. Is mm. is honestly exactly what you said and then i think it needed to balance lakeith and, and daniel yeah. kaluuya's character yeah. those just a bit more yeah. maybe give us a little bit more of kaluuya mm. so we could completely understand his perspective even though obviously we get what his yeah. perspective is i needed a bit more depth mm. there but that's like such a nitpick because yeah, exactly. kaluuya gives literally one of yeah. the absolute so most killer performances yeah. of the last two or three years yeah uh, he's not in as long as I expected, I think, because they sell it to yeah. you with his face right there yes. on the poster, and then he's almost pushed into the back of the film. I don't mind that. I very don't like supporting that. role. Oh, yeah, very much so. But those scenes yeah. that he is in as just steal the film. Absolute powerhouse. Um, yes. That's probably a good segue, actually, into the Golden Globes, Ooh. which we briefly talked about, because he walked away with one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, and I can see you're very happy about that. I'm very happy about that as well. I was I was happy that I'd seen the film by this point uh, to be like, yes. yeah, man, that is, yeah, absolutely. Deserves it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Let's, um, we'll run through a few of the uh, the winners and stuff here and we'll kind of get the thoughts on it. I mean, um, we did we did it a few weeks ago where we kind of went through them all and we got your thoughts. I, I gave my thoughts on the films that I had seen which is very few of them, um, and we just kind of went over what we were thinking. We'll kind of briefly, I guess, as we go along, we'll just talk about what what our thoughts are on who won, right? So yes. I'm, yes. I'm on the website now. We'll just start on page one. Um, okay. We'll start with I'm Best Picture with Drama. Um, it was between The Father, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Trial of Chicago 7, and Nomadland. And, of course, Nomadland mm. took the award for that one. I still haven't seen this one. I know that you really enjoyed this. Um, I yes. can't remember what your pick was. Did you had had you picked this one? So my pick for the Oscars is Nomadland. Oh. My pick for the Golden Globes was actually Trial of Chicago Seven because it. <laughs> I shot for it with this category and a couple of others, 
the ones that I didn't shoot for were the ones that actually turned out to be the hectic yeah. ones. But this was the one where I said, I think Nomadland is kind of the front runner, everything. But, you know, Golden Globes, they don't always go with the front runner. Yeah. So I'm thinking Trial of Chicago 7. And then my second choice was actually Promising Young Woman yeah. because the Golden Globes always feels like there's a dark horse that may swoop in and win it. That felt like a dark horse. Nomadland felt too obvious. Mm. And the one time I yeah. go against the <laughs> obvious, the freaking Golden Globes went with the obvious. So, yeah, I was uh, cracking up when that happened. That is amazing. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> the only one I've seen out of them was Trial of Chicago 7, so I can't say too much on that uh, but this yeah. next one this is one that we we're both very excited about i know you were very excited about this best picture yes. musical or comedy is between hamilton music palm springs prom and the winner of course was our man borat borat man i just first of all i want to say i my favorite of all of these is palm springs like yeah. by oh, far yeah, yeah, yeah but i I had accepted that it wasn't going to win the award. Mm -hmm. But then I thought to myself, you know, if, if they're going to nominate Hamilton mm. and Hamilton's just all the rage, how is it not going to be Hamilton? So while I yeah. was a little, little surprised with their choice of Borat, just because Hamilton is like perfect everywhere, mm. critic wise, yeah. um, I, I definitely think, I mean, my God, I did. Did I tell you I watched music? Did I see it the last no, time? We that, talked, the last time we spoke, you didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I had to explain yeah. to you what it was about. Yeah. It is definitively mm -hmm. the worst movie of the year. And it wow. may end up being the worst movie of 2021. Wow. I, yeah. I just, I don't. I don't understand how that got nominated. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you look at the fact that Borat won out of this category, and I'm actually yeah. really happy. There were there were three choices there I would have been happy with. I'm happy for Borat, but again, you go back ten years ago, and I, I tell my younger self, Borat won a Golden Globe. Borat uh. might <laughs> might get some Oscar love. I, I'm shaking my head, saying I don't oh. believe you. It is crazy it's, the world we live in. <laughs> it's so good, man. I just I've been a fan of Borat forever. It's actually. Um, it's funny because the first one is owned by Fox. It's now on Disney Plus because we've got the oh, star. Yeah. We've got the star here. So there's Borat on Disney Plus. It's so weird. <laughs> I did this event for um, for Disney a few weeks ago, which was like that when they launched Star, they did like a launch event. Um, yeah. And so I, I went along to that, and they were just playing like clips of all the movies and stuff that were. They had like like yeah. probably like ten or twenty big like screen TVs just playing clips of all these different movies. And there's Borat. I'm thinking this is just oh. wild, absolutely <laughs> wild. They had the um, Melbourne Symphony Orchestra came out and did like a ten minute medley or a fifteen minute medley of just like. Uh, theme songs from some of these movies. Oh, that's cool. And I was just waiting, like, please do Borat. I'll be so excited. They did that. Like, I was like, please. Did they, they do it? Did. They didn't do it. I was so disappointed, oh, man. man. We've been good. But it was, <laughs> I, was, I was awesome otherwise. They played, like, they did, like, the Family Guy theme song. Stuff from, like, what? Romeo and Juliet and Titanic. And it was ma it was ma a mash wow. because I got mash on Disney Plus, like, the whole series crazy but yeah i was just hoping cool. i was hoping because i kept playing that clip of borat like doing the dance from the first movie i was like oh please no it didn't happen i was very disappointed oh that would have been awesome oh that's so cool, that's so um, cool. yeah all been incredible um best okay this one uh, best actress motion picture drama was between a lot of powerhouse performances viola davis uh, marini's black bottom vanessa kirby piece of a woman uh francis mcdormand no man land carrie mulligan promising young woman and uh, Andra Day for United States first Billie Holiday. Um, <laughs> your thoughts on this one? <laughs> yeah, Dave. Well, here's the thing. 
I think she's, I feel so bad. Like when yeah. I put that clip on Twitter, I, I always like, I want to give kudos and props to the people that give a performance like yeah. this. Cause she's genuinely great in the yeah. role. I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was very, very poorly put together. Yeah. Also, I think these other four performances are maybe a step above what this performance is, but not yeah. only that, they were one through four on everything. Mm. Gold Derby, Oscar yeah. predictions, colli- all these different websites. And so no one, except for the Golden Globes, the, mm. the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press, no one had her as the choice, as yeah. the pick. So that's why I reacted the way I did. I, I, I pulled out you know, the vine, he needs some milk. I needed milk at that moment because the shock factor of that decision and it wasn't, oh, she's terrible in the film. It was no one predicted her. It's like saying, uh, you know, I'm I'm an NFL guy in the United States. The Mm. the horrible team right now is the New York Jets. It's like saying, well, the New York Jets is going to win the Super Bowl and everybody (laughs) knows they're not going to win the Super Bowl. That's what it felt like. And it was just drastic, such a drastic decision. I'm, I'm still not convinced she has a chance at the Oscar, but I'm very convinced she could get that fifth spot. Now, I think this secures almost above a Zendaya or some of these other actors that she was contending with. That's that's crazy, man. I I looked at the, um, I looked at, we've got the sports bet app here where you you place bets on sport and stuff, right? And occasionally they'll do like, um, they'll do like special events things. And it might be something like you can vote on who's going to win, like on the the latest, whatever the hit reality show of the time is or whatever. But then around uh, award season, you can place bets on awards as well. And I looked at this one um, because I was, I, I was just, I was just kind of curious, like on the day of Golden Globes, what people were paying and stuff. And, um, Andra Day was paying 10, $10, to the dollar, ten dollars. <laughs> I'm. It's it's that it's one of those times where you're like, I wish I just forked out all my savings. <laughs> oh my god, man! If we could have made day, we could have put some money in. We could have. I could have moved uh, down there, bought an apartment, man. What? What is could going not on? Believe it, man. Ten dollars, and for you in a wow. Well, that would be. It's probably about eight dollars in US in US dollars, but still, man, like, Jesus. oh, imagine if you just put money yeah. on that. Like, if I was a rich, just a rich bastard, just lying around, had nothing else yes. to do with the money, I would go through these things and be like, yeah, I'll just put like, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars on whatever. You know, if I lose it, I lose it. Imagine, well, man. And and the Golden Globes is the perfect place to do that because they're exactly the ones right. most exactly. likely to make the drastic decision. Yeah. And like, you know, what? I thought it could be Best Picture. It yep. was best actress, and somebody yeah. got really rich yeah. that day, day. Oh, I know. I, I, that was like my thought was like, man, this could be that award that does that flip. I was thinking, this is the Golden Globes. You can't pick it. You cannot pick the Golden Globes oh, because it could, it's going to swing like real far. Like the Oscars, you're going to have some yes. disappointments, but the Golden Globes is always that one where there's just going to be this absolute wild card. I was thinking, man, I should put some money on this. I didn't do it. Yes. I'm not really a betting guy. I wish I did. I just wish I it's it makes it harder even know, knowing that you were like looking at it like you had that chance to like yeah be a millionaire like oh crazy I just I know I'll get sucked in if I if I start betting on things <laughs> oh, like no, that I'm, I'm I have like, such no, no. 
man, my, my personality is like, I have an addictive personality. Like when I find yeah. a, a team to root for yeah. or a movie to obsess over, mm-hmm. like a sing street, like I just can't stop. Yeah. So if I were to get into yeah. movie betting, know, Oh yeah. my God, you no. wouldn't see me again, Dave. Oh no, I'm, I'm exactly the same. My personality is so addictive. Like you've seen my yeah. Blu-ray collection. I would just buy stuff. Right. Actually exactly. this week, good example. Pop figures. Had a, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm the man. Don't you get me sat on yeah. bloody pop figures. I've got heaps of them over it. there behind the curtain. In the other rooms, <laughs> I just can't stop. I can't stop. This week they had yeah. a sale at um, our JB Hi-Fi, which is like our equivalent of your Best Buy. They sell Blu-rays okay, and DVDs cool. and and stuff. And they had like a big sale on, which was like thirty percent off. They had they do like these multi-buy deals, so it's like three Blu-rays for thirty dollars, and then they occasionally okay. will do like a twenty or thirty percent off sale, which stacks on top of that deal, which is always like really bad for me because I always go in and just just spend up. <laughs> And for some reason, I went in there. I was like, "Oh, it's not much I really want." And they had all those like DC animated universe films. And over the years, I've picked up like one or two of them and kind of thought, oh, "I'd be interested in getting into them." So I picked up yes. a few. I was like, "You know what? I might buy a couple more um, because they're like three for thirty plus thirty percent off. They're going to be like seven dollars each, which is like kind of like four or five dollars US, right?" So dirt cheap. I was like, okay, "I'll get a couple of these." I'm standing there with three of them. And I'm like. I wouldn't mind that one as well. I wouldn't mind that one as well. That looks pretty good. And what, okay, now I've got three. I've got two handfuls of three for thirty. Oh jeez, no. oh, oh, this no. one looks good too, man. This one. And I'm like, well, if I'm getting this many of them now, I know I'm going to want to get all of them at some point down the line. So then I, I wound up. Oh, this Batman, the Batman box set with eighteen Batman films, is part of the buy one get one fifty percent off. And so is, this, so is this one with all the Justice League ones. That's a no-brainer as well. I just went, I ended up buying like almost all the movies. And now the bad thing is oh like God. four or five of them are out of print here, so you can't get them here. So now I'm having to go on Amazon and importing them and paying like 15 or $20 a film. Oh. So it's gone down this massive rabbit hole where I've almost just bought like 40 of these DC animated. <laughs> then this is why I don't bet. Because I know if yep. I get a little bit of that, I'll be like, oh, I'm invincible. And then I just blow oh. all my savings on the Oscars. So, <laughs> Oh, my God, Dave. That is the ultimate rabbit hole. I'll tell you what, though, man. DC movies are pretty good, man. Keep buying them. You're going to get some I watched some one last stuff. night, and it was the, the Superman, Batman, um, Public Enemies, the first one. I mean, Ooh, really yeah. enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was pretty good. I've heard that it's yeah. not like the best one, but it was like 11 o'clock by the time I put on it. It was the shortest one. It's like 60 or like 70 minutes. It's like I put this one on. It might be nice. I enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to saying that's like the, the one. There's, I know this. I think the second one has Dark Side and Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not the first one, right? No, the that's first the one's the one, one with Lex Luthor. And they're like going up against ah, like a big million. Big robot. Other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's a good yeah, one, it was man. Good fun. That's so I'm excited. One. I'm going to just like power through all of them. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's also led me. I should say, it led me to buy like the Justice League series on Blu-ray, um, oh. <laughs> because I was like, man, oh. I got to get them. Because I've got, I've, I have, Best. I've got Batman the animated series. I've had that for a while. I've got the Batman Beyond because I loved those shows when I was growing up. So I know I love the DC animated stuff, but it was that time where I was like, I'm just finally pulling the pin on all these films. And I just, Man. again, I went in just because I'm going to have a look. And I've walked out with like almost, 
and it's, a it's worth it. Dude. It's I know, I know. Um, so it's yeah, addictive personalities. So be careful. Yes. Be careful out there, guys. Yeah. Bet be safely kids. and all Come on. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's go through these. Uh, we got best actor, motion picture drama. Of course, it was Riz Ahmed mm-hmm. for Sound of Metal. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Gary Oldman for Mank. Uh, Tahir Rahim in um, The Mauritanian. And the winner, of mm-hmm. course, was the great man Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Wonderful to see him Just, get a win. How, how can you go wrong with Chadwick? Exactly. The, the most emotional moment of the night was obviously when uh, she gave the speech about yep. Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, whew, that made me emotional, yeah. Dave. I was struggling. Yeah, very, very emotional. I, was, I mean, I think we all knew he was going to take it away because yeah. – um, like I'm not saying like the only reason he won it because his performance in that film was so no. bloody good, um, but yes. I think we all knew that this guy's going to win it because that performance was so bloody good. But to see I agree. to see him get the award is like, man, it's so good, so so deserved. I'm so yeah. happy. I'm so happy. Maybe his best performance ever. Oh, I would. Maybe I would say one. so. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Uh, we got yeah. the best actress in the motion picture musical or comedy was behind, uh, between Maria Bakalova for Borat, uh, Kate Hudson for Music, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, Anya Taylor Joy for Emma, and the winner was Rosamund Pike for I Care a Lot. Thoughts uh, yeah. that I have seen out of all these Borat and Emma as well. Uh, well, I mean, I just, I was, it's not the most shocking choice yeah. that obviously would have been Kate Hudson for music. You would have seen me <laughs> flip a chair, um, but I, I truly thought it was going to go to Bakalova. I mean, she's yeah. getting Oscar buzz and I've not seen a lot of Oscar buzz for Pike. So yeah, it was another, not like mind boggling, but another mm. strange decision that yeah. I agree. I agree. I think well, I haven't seen the movie, but I have heard mixed things about it. This is I care a lot. Yeah. Um, but I said last time, I would have been so happy for Maria Bakalova to take that award. Like I said, oh, man, I anyone who can go up against Sasha Baron Cohen and beat yeah. him at his own game, uh, to me, is just worthy of any awards. Like give her everything. But what I does agree. this? What do you think this uh, this uh, does do to her chances? Um, for going up for that that Oscar, I think it hurts it. I, I I do. I mean, you know, Golden Globes you shouldn't take it that seriously. Sometimes yeah. people say, but the fact that Pike just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Now I still I, I I truly believe she still gets that nom, but um, it's going to be a bit more difficult yeah. to choose now sure. uh, who gets it. Who is one of those last remaining yeah. spots? Because before I would have said Bakalova, and now I'm just a bit. I'm a, I'm a bit confused. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the thing that the thing that disappoints me about it is that I think this was her shot to take out like a decent award. Like, there's no way the Academy yes. is going to to vote her to win. Um, yes. I mean, who, no. who knows? It could swing, yeah. but but I just I just don't see the Academy voting for, for like a comedy film. Nothing against her I performance. Agree. Just like they have something that's just against like comedies and stuff. Um, yes. But I, I just would have loved to see her take this because I think this was her chance to just get that, you know, that big Me award. Um, but of course, her co-star or the lead star of that film, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, did win an award. He was up against James Corden for the prime, Lynn manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Dev Patel, uh, Personal History of David Copperfield and Andy Samberg for uh, Palm Springs. So, uh, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen walked away. Uh, but it was really wonderful to see him uh, take an award. And this makes him... The only person in history to win a Golden Globe for playing the same character twice. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that he'd won it for the first film. Yeah. Wow. 
Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, look, you can't go wrong with, and honestly, you look at the nominations across the board mm-hmm. from trial to Borat to yeah. his performance in trial. Yeah. This is a Sasha Baron Cohen year. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. this was his yeah. year, and I always knew he would give you know a great dramatic performance if he got the opportunity. And sure enough, what did he do? Mm. He crushed it in Aaron Sorkin's film. And I yeah. think this is going to open the door for more opportunities for him to stray oh, beyond comedy. Absolutely. I watched a, I watched a brilliant discussion on THR, um, a roundtable for comedians and uh cohen was really talking about going outside of the box and and veering into a different territory and this was a year ago before trial and now i think he's really going to take advantage of this and 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 do something different with his career oh for sure um i mean i I just this borat film just felt different it was timely it had like a message that i had to get across at this uh, this perfect moment in time yeah. the first yeah. movie i feel like just kind of got swept under as just a really stupid comedy movie this guy going around <laughs> and just annoying people uh, even though you know i d- did have that heart but i feel like Dude. people are yeah taking Love him it. a lot more seriously now because he is an incredibly incredibly smart guy this is a guy that studied at cambridge university uh, he's yeah. a cambridge guy he is just incredibly smart and he knows what he's doing but again, yeah, incredible performer on top of all that as well. He's just got like all the boxes ticked. And I'll be so happy to see him just move away. I love his comedy stuff. I love it. But if he gives us more stuff like uh, Trial of Chicago 7, man, I'm there for it. I'm there for anything that he does. Absolutely. During that roundtable discussion, I he said something that was just I, – I couldn't believe it. He actually went through training to learn how to interview people and get things out of them that yeah. they wouldn't otherwise say. <laughs> and this was a huge process that yeah. he went through. And I'm sitting here like, this guy is so committed to not only giving a great performance mm. but to – accomplishing his goal or whatever his mission is at the time. And at that time he was about to interview OJ. That was the story Mm, he was telling. Um, It was to get information out of OJ Simpson, man, who else would do that? Man, I I just love this guy so much. Some of the stuff he did, particularly for that series, which was that, um, who is America? Was that what it's called? Some of the stories that came from that, like behind the scenes stuff was like, you're mad. Like there's that one, there's that one bit that he did. He went to like a, it uh, was like a, um, a like a rally in the deep south. Um, okay. I can't remember what he was talking about. It was something obviously that they didn't like, and it was like a, like a group meeting thing. And there were two meetings, and he infiltrated both meetings. And the first meeting, he said it got so heated that he sent the crew home for the second one. So it was like. The only the people that need to be here need to be here because if someone pulls wow. out a gun, it's like so he sent everyone home, but he went Man. back through and he he did that second one and just just the uh, the commitment to takes just guts uh, exactly right very very wow. uh, I I couldn't do it no I couldn't do it. I'd be a coward I mean, no. I'd be a coward even no like way. that even like what he did on Borat where he did got up on the stage. At, at um at that rally and was like singing that song yeah. and then they all jumped on him and someone apparently did pull a gun at him yeah <laughs> what you're gonna do yeah oh yeah. my god I couldn't <laughs> so believe good. it but yeah someone apparently pulled out a gun and he had to have the security like go like you know, just madness madness crazy uh, uh, back to the globes um we got a winner for the uh what's this one here the um 
uh, Best Supporting Actress Motion Picture. Uh, it was between Glenn Close, Hillbilly Allergy, uh, Olivia Colman, The Father, uh, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, Helena Zengel for News of the World, which I've s- I don't think I'd seen that at the time that I spoke to you last. I loved it. Such okay. A good film. Um, and Jodie Foster yeah. in The Mauritanian. She won it. Thoughts on this one? You know, it, and, and here's the thing. Again, Dave, I just... I feel so bad because it's like Jodie Foster's good in the movie and yeah. the movie's fine. It just doesn't strike me as an awards-worthy performance, especially when you have uh, Olivia Coleman there mm-hmm. and, and, and Seifert from, from Mank. Yeah. Glenn Close, I didn't like the film, but yeah. I thought Glenn Close's performance in the movie was absolutely magnificent. So to see Jodie Foster take that home when I thought the Golden Globes mentality mentality would be Glenn Close, she needs to win one, yeah. or Olivia Coleman, she's been there. And obviously Foster's been there and done that, but it was just this may be the, the most random yeah. winner of the night. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing, but just yeah. very random for me. One of those random ones. I haven't I haven't, like I said, I've only seen out of that lot news of the world. Um yeah. but I yeah. thought that was a pretty random one because that's just it's something I hadn't really even heard of. It's like not yeah. one of those performances that had that buzz. So that is um yeah, another one of those just weird ones that swing. But one that was um, very happy about is the uh, Best Supporting Actor motion picture. Oh. Sasha Baron was up again for Trial of the Chicago 7. Jared Leto was yeah. up for The Little Things. Thank there God he is. Thank God he didn't win. Um, Bill <laughs> Murray for On the Rocks. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. And the winner, of course, was Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Man. I mean, just easy call. I mean, that that's the – if that doesn't happen – the whole award ceremony falls apart for me. I just, I don't know what else happens there. Leslie Odom Jr. for a while. And I think Sasha honestly is one of my personal favorite performances of the year. Uh, But Kaluuya is up here. He's in his own ballpark for that one. Yeah. Uh, I I agree. Again, I haven't seen many of the films, but he was just like, it's one of the best performances I've seen for a long time. Incredible. And totally, yeah. totally, totally deserving of that. Absolutely. Um, we'll go into the next one, which is for, um, I've got to switch to the next page. Uh, Best Director Motion Picture, uh, but was between Edward Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Did that win anything? It didn't win anything, did it? Uh, no. No. Got shut out. Yeah. yeah. Um, David, Shocking. David Fincher for Mank. One Night in Miami, Regina King. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, Trial of Chicago 7. And the winner was Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. This was the cement market. Write it down. Let's go to that betting app and bet on it. Chloe Zhao is winning the Oscar. Um, I thought, you know, maybe Golden Globes, even if she wouldn't have won this, I would have said, okay, she's still winning the Oscar. If she won the Golden Globe, it's over. It's over, Dave. And I think we can go ahead and set it in stone that she's going to be your best director winner. Oh, that excites me because... She's, of course, just finished The Eternals, Eternals. for Marvel. Yes. And there was a like a viral tweet going around. I don't know how legitimate it is, but the tweet was something like, I've just heard from a top source that oh, yeah. Marvel are just are completely blown away with what they have on their hands from The Eternals, uh. what Chloe Zhao has done with that film. It uh, just this pumps me up. That is one of the movies that I feel like I have been least excited for in the mm. MCU, but this is like... Taking it right up the top there. I'm so excited. It's got a, they've got a rich, rich history yeah. in the Marvel universe. And, you know, this could be the revitalization of that genre in Marvel, yeah. like a guardians was, mm. but maybe with a very different tone, maybe more of a 
Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones type feel to it, man. I just yeah. think there's a lot that's going to happen with this movie that's going to change Marvel forever. Oh, and I am I'm pumped to have her as the director. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, best picture, best screenplay motion picture um, was between Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher for Mank, Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller for The Father, uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago 7. What were your thoughts yeah. on this? I know a lot of people were kind of mixed on this one. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was full Sorkin. I was full Sorkin. I thought there was a good chance, you know, Promising Young Woman could come in and, and, and sweep it away. I thought because Zhao was going to take director, I didn't think she would take this. My yeah. personal favorite is the screenplay for The Father, mm-hmm. but I knew Aaron Sorkin would take it because that is the most Golden Globe moves. Yeah. Golden Globe moves. And <laughs> I thought the script was it was was good. I thought it was yeah. really good. So I think I think in a in a way he deserves it. A tough category, but mm. yeah, I expected it. Yeah, I am a I'm a Sorkin fan. I just love Sorkin. I love the way he writes dialogue. I love yeah. the walk and talk. I just think he's mm. just so good. I'm happy to see him get a win. I understand why people are disappointed with it because, as you said, it's a Golden Globes move. You give it to the Golden it Boy, is. Aaron Sorkin. But I yeah. just I think he's a terrific writer and um, well deserved. I think. But again, I, I haven't I haven't seen the other films. But I think I, yeah. I I watched I saw Trials Chicago Seven. I didn't love it, but you can't mm-hmm. go past his writing. His writing is just no. it's terrific every time. He hasn't let me down yet. Um, we've got just a couple more that we'll go over. Uh, the Best Picture Animated Film, everyone knew. Well, actually, no, there was. Okay, so it's, it was up between Crudes and New Aged, Onward, Over the Moon, Wolf Walkers, and Soul. Of course, Soul yeah. took the win, and I'm pretty sure everyone was about 95% sure Soul was going to take the win, but Wolf Walkers was looking like the one that could have been the black sheep that came through and and uh, and took the win in the end. But of course, Soul did take. What was what were your thoughts on this one? Well, I think if Wolf, Wolf Walkers was going to win, it was going to be at the Golden Globes yeah. because you know they're <clears throat> known for the the upsets like that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, again, cementation that uh, it's going to happen. This is going to be your best uh, animated film winner. And I love Soul. And Dave, mm-hmm. I know you know we've already talked about our thoughts on this film, but uh, it is a beautiful, beautiful movie. But do not overlook Wolf Walkers as a yeah. genuinely great animated film yeah. if you guys haven't seen it i would highly recommend it. it's really good absolutely um it's done by again we forgot this last time cartoon saloon is the name of the uh the yes. company that did it and it's an apple tv one isn't it i think yes it's on apple tv sure is. so everyone go and check it out uh, if you've got apple tv i do there's not a lot on there but uh yeah <laughs> you can <laughs> check it out much, but, yeah um i've just watched um actually i finally just got around to watching the morning show on there Oh no! What's it called? Is it called Morning Show there? They changed the yeah, title here. Show. Yeah, it's called The Morning Wars here because we actually have a morning oh. show called The Morning Show. So there's obviously some sort of like IP infringement. So they called it Morning Wars here. Wow! Yeah, that's um, crazy. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I just finished it yesterday. Really good performances. Amazing. Yeah. But the only gripe I had with it, not really a gripe, it's just my own like head. Every time I see Steve Carell on screen, I just it's like Michael Scott. Michael and Scott. it's like a scene where he's like. <laughs> absolutely losing it in the car and i'm thinking this is just michael yes. scott having a tantrum i'm like but, was, but other, <laughs> yeah. and then that, that last like the last episode i don't want to spoil anything but he's like getting in like a bit of a, a fist fight with someone and they're like tumbling around yeah. i was thinking man this is just it's michael scott it's, i don't want to typecast so someone i feel so bad but um but yeah, yeah. But otherwise it was a really terrific series i really loved it um we've got we've got one more category here that we will talk about um this was like the upset category from the beginning 
which was the best picture foreign language, uh, was either Another Round, uh, which comes from Denmark, uh, La La Rona from France and Guatemala, uh, The Life Ahead with, uh, from Italy, uh, The Two of Us, yeah. which is uh, France and USA, uh, and the winner was, of course, Minari, USA. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, so I, I've started to kind of come around on the fact that their way around it is foreign yeah. language film. Mm-hmm. But even then, I still I, I still don't feel completely right about it because all of these other films, they are indeed foreign language films. Minari is a very American movie. Like, it's just a very, like, you know, Dave, like, living the American dream and all yeah. this stuff. That's what this family's doing mm-hmm. throughout the entire film. And it just doesn't strike me. But as soon as it was nominated, I knew it would win. I, I still yeah. think another round is a shoe in for the Oscar, but you've mm-hmm. got to get Minaria win somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. let's show it in foreign there. film. So not a shock to me. Yeah, no, not at all. Again, I haven't seen any of them, uh, but I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to another, ra- uh, forward to another round. I'm hearing just oh, absolutely so terrific things about that. Uh, so it was tied for my number one of last year, Dave, wow. with Soul. Oh, man, I'm excited. I'll yeah. check it out as soon as I can. Um, we won't go over the TV stuff because, again, that just goes so long. But one that we will touch on is one that everyone was just so happy to see Anya Taylor-Joy take her, uh, away an award oh. for um, The Queen's Gambit, which also won for Best Television Motion Picture. Again, whether it the, this, like, eight, nine-part series why that's considered a motion picture, I don't know. It's beyond the point. But, yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy, who was insane in that show yeah. incredible taking away an award i i'm I, I was so happy to see that yeah that uh the tv categories it's that and jason sudeikis like oh yes my heart. yeah oh, how, how did i miss that man I, ted lasso man so, so bloody good, good. I don't, had I watched, yeah. I don't think I watched that last time I spoke to you, but man, I such, no, I hadn't because that, I think after that, I was like, man, I have to watch this show because you were saying how yes. bloody good it was. I was like, I have to watch it. And I watched it that I yes. done it in like two nights. It's so good. That is like the best thing, like the best thing right now. If, I, if, oh, if so you good. love sports dramas, yeah. if you love sports, anything, and yeah. if you just like this uplifting type story, and if you're a Jason Dick, Sudeikis fan, it's going to be the best. I mean, it was one of my favorite experiences from mm. last year, and I was so late to the party, Dave, yeah. so I'm, I'm so glad you watched it. Oh, man. I That's loved awesome. it so much. He's great. It's funny because last year I watched a film that he was in, and I, I was thinking, this guy is so good. Why does he not yes. get more work? Why is he not doing any more you know, big stuff? Or yeah. He's always in small th- films, and he, he's, it's like very rarely that you actually see him in something. I was thinking, Why? I'm so mm-hmm. happy to see him take this, and this I think is really going to open those uh, those doors for him. Um, I just loved it. And it's it's funny because I'm not really a soccer fan. I don't really like soccer, um, and my girlfriend is a huge soccer fan. She is English, so of course she's going to be a soccer fan. Uh, she sports yeah. in Liverpool, so just like she's tried to get me to in to like sit and watch games with her. I'm like, I just have no interest. At the end of Ted Lasso, I was like, man, I'm gonna get into soccer. I'm so excited. I I, I said to her, I'm <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, I can get into soccer now. I'm so excited. She's like, no, you won't. She's like, absolutely not. You won't. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I was just like, so just wrapped no. up. I loved it. it was such a good. But, but right now, it, in that moment, in you're that like, moment, oh, I gotta watch. I was soccer. like, yeah. yeah. Just the way like they even filmed like the games and stuff just made it so <laughs> exciting. Like, oh man, I could get into this game, but no, I don't think I could. 
Uh, but yeah, so happy yeah. to see both of those take the awards. And Jason Sudeikis just looked genuinely surprised. He didn't even he did. have he didn't even have like have anything planned. He's like, oh man, yeah. like oh like, um, yeah. Well, uh, I was just uh, just amazing. It was so good. That was that was that was the highlight for me. I think Jason Sudeikis yes. taking out that award. Yes. Really, really well deserved. I love the guy. Great series too. So if, if, if there's anyone out there who hasn't watched Ted Lasso, check it out because it is the best thing going around right now. I love it. I can't wait for I the next agree. season. I think they're doing two more. I think it's like a three-act thing that they're doing, so I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Now let's move on to um, a couple of new films that we've both seen. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. This one just hit Disney Plus and theatres yesterday, or by the time yes. people listen to this, like last week on Friday. Um, what were your thoughts on this one? I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. And, I, you know, there were a couple of things about it where I said to myself, okay, there's no music and I'm used to music in a Disney movie. Mm. And it does kind of feel very reminiscent to Avatar, The Legend of Korra, yeah. that kind of thing. So I hope it can stand out as as different and, you know, implementing lore. I love the, the cultural aspect, by the way, yeah, but wonderful. implementing lore in this world. And it does all of those things. Now, I will say it does get off to a bit of a slow start, mm. right? I, I think the flashbacks are integral, but it is kind of that Disney cliche of, all right, the yeah. thing's got to happen to set it in motion. But as soon as we get into this Mad Max style mm. world and she's rolling around on Tuk Tuk and she's finding this this uh, group of people, and I won't go too far into it, but yeah. it's that um, it's that team the, the the aspect of the movie where they have to learn how to trust mm-hmm. one another yeah. that was the best part for me i'm like i like this it's a good message but it's also something that i think kids are going to watch mm. and really respond to yeah, and at the end of the day i think it's one of the better modern disney films i had yeah. a great time with this movie day yeah no totally agree i agree with everything you said i loved it i thought it was just yeah. um i am one you know i'm a disney simp um, a fanboy, whatever. Um, Paid off. Yeah. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Waiting for my check to land in the mail. I'm waiting for my yeah, last 10 man. years of checks from Disney to land in the mail. They've been a bit slow on that. Um, send those. Hey, send some to me if you have any extras because they haven't sent my checks in a while. Okay, I'll, I'll sort you out with that. Um, yeah. I loved it though. I thought it was so good. I'm a, yeah, a huge Disney fan, but I'm not always a huge fan of the music. Um, I'm not really like mm-hmm. a Broadway show tunes kind of – I just – just mm. never anything that is that that style of theatrical performance I don't always enjoy, um, but like I love like the songs from the Renaissance and uh, like Beauty and the Beast yeah. and the little like the Howard Ashman and uh, and Menken stuff, uh, just yeah. oh, just amazing stuff. But then when you come to Frozen, I'm like I don't enjoy the music as as much uh, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, so I think I I found it was. Uh, uh, a decent change of pace, not to have music in there. Mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of people who are disappointed that didn't have songs. I feel like, I, I, I know in your review, you said there were a few moments where you're like, oh, there could be a song here. Um, for me personally, I just kind of, I, I don't I don't know even if I, I had a second thought about it, like this movie needs to have, so, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I have such a disconnect from the music is that it was yeah. not really something I personally thought about. Um, I, just, I thought it was terrific. The animation, it's gorgeous. I feel like every time Disney somehow find a way to just like top what they've done before. Um, yeah. I don't know how it's possible, but they just like, even just like the skin textures and um, the backgrounds look real now. Like the background look, look like <laughs> real worlds and these characters just look like real person, but people, but like cartoony. Um, I love, I thought it was terrific. And the, 
again, not spoiling too much, the plot was surprising because the trailer <laughs> is really... All you see in the trailer is like the first act of the film, really. And things happen a lot quicker than you expect them to. And the journey yes, is a lot different than what you expect it would be. And I love that yeah. about it was like, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like I know what I was getting into, but it's completely different. And I always love that, like, subversion. Really good. But, yeah, terrific movie. The only thing that brought marks down for me, I gave it a four out of five, uh, was that, um, again, just issues with, like, it's two hours long, but it moves so fast, it's doing so mm. much that I feel like it didn't give me enough time to connect with each of the characters in the way that I would yeah. have liked to. I feel like it just tries to do too much. And these are all characters that are just all so terrific that I feel like you could pluck any character out of this film and give them their own spin off and it would work. Whether that's like <laughs> Baby Noi and the Monkeys or um, oh, what is the so big guy's good. name? Um, uh, I can't even remember his name. But all the you know, the guy that runs a shrimp chi- the shrimp ship. I think any of yeah. the characters would work. Yeah. Sisu, you know, Aquafina, just amazing. You know, anything so she does. I mean, just pluck any of these characters out, give them their own thing, it would work. So I just felt yeah. like I would have liked that little bit more breathing room to be able to connect with the characters a little bit more. But otherwise... Agreed. Really great movie. You would have watched this um, as like a screener or something, I assume. Yeah, yes. is it, has that yes. he's opening over there though in cinemas, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it opens the same day. So I think it actually opens today, and yeah. I don't know if it's wide entirely. I'm going to assume it's a it's a yeah. completely wide release just because it's Disney. But yeah. Uh, yeah, theaters, Disney Plus, either place you want to see it. Crazy. Yeah. I was very lucky to be able to see it in a cinema, which was great. Um, oh, that awesome. They did it in like a huge cinema. We have like, there's like two or three movie palaces here that are still remaining from like the 1940s. So like single wow. screen, like proper art deco, like movie palaces. And That's Disney cool. did it at one of them. They don't often, but I feel like it's because it's such a big cinema and they were able to space people out. Um, oh, so cool. it, was, it was like a huge cinema. There was a couple of hundred people there. Um, but everyone was just so spaced out. It felt so safe. I mean, we're fairly safe here in Melbourne, but to see Disney take precautions like that was just terrific. And they had like awesome. um, they had like little like, uh, pieces of paper, like a laminated piece of paper in between every second seat, which was like, make sure you leave. Like I thought was, the way they handled that was really good. I say this because I posted a photo of the screening and I got so many comments like, why are you, why are you at this cinema? And it's so unsafe to be at this cinema. What are you doing? I'm like, oh my hmm. gosh. But yeah, it was actually, it was a very safe screening and it was just wonderful to get back to a cinema and to see it in that cinema yes. too. Just really beautiful. Um, that's cool. Another film has come out this week. I think we are more divided on our thoughts on this one. I think, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, coming to, to coming to America. America. It's a sequel. To coming to America, starring Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy yeah. and Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall <laughs> and Tracy uh, Tracy Morgan. I always go to yes. say, I always go to say Tracy Jordan because that was his character in Thirty Rock. <laughs> um, yeah, incredible cast of people. Uh, firstly, what were your thoughts on on coming to America? Ooh. America. Yeah, man. So I, I actually started out and I think it, I, I messaged you in the middle of the movie yeah. at that point, at that point, I wasn't really like, I hadn't fully decided how I felt about it yet. Yeah. I, I was waiting to see how it played out. So 
I think there are a lot of great things in this film. Mm-hmm. When you look at the costume design and the aesthetic and just the location, and there are even some fight scenes with his daughters where the choreography is yeah, really yeah. good. And I was, I was shocked. I was blown away by that. Um, and then you have Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy's performance, mm-hmm. their chemistry, which is actually really good. It, it's yeah. exactly what you wanted it to be carried over from the first film. Now, I don't have a huge affinity for that first movie. I really like it. But that it doesn't go beyond that. So nostalgia for me was there, but not enough Mm -hmm. to really carry things over. I think this fell for me into the typical and and, and almost cliche comedy sequelitis where it tries to do the first, but it doesn't quite do it as good. And then within that third act, we get all of these random sequences and occurrences and his son's storyline just goes in a very cliche direction that I wasn't fully invested in where he gets the revelations and Mm -hmm. I won't spoil it, but okay. We've seen that before. And then the dance number, it reminded me of Scooby-Doo two. And I'm just, (laughs) you know, I'm just sitting. I I thought Ruben stuttered would pop up at one point and sing when you wish upon a star. So I, you know, I, I appreciate what they did, mm-hmm. and and it got really close to being a, a, a fresh score for me, but it yeah. didn't quite get there because I just I couldn't get past those cliches. But the thing mm-hmm. is that I, like I watched your review, and I, a lot of your points I, I did agree with is mm-hmm. there are very good elements. I think there's a great movie in here, yeah. But for me, it just it didn't really it didn't really come across as that. Yeah. I think maybe the different. I think maybe I was a a little generous to the film with my score, um, but I'm I'm I on I'm on the I'm on the other hand where I did grow up with this movie and yeah. this is like yeah. a classic for me. This is like one yeah. of the I said in my review. This is like one of the zeniths of comedy for me. I yeah. grew up with most of the movies I was watching were either action-adventure films like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, or comedies, Mm. 80s comedies. And for me, Eddie Murphy is like top of the game for me. I've watched all of his films, many of them multiple times. I I just love him. Again, if there's anyone I'm going to simp for, it's Eddie Murphy. Um, (laughs) And I love the first one, Coming to America. It's like one of my top, top five Eddie Murphy films. So to be back in this world for me was just like I'm in heaven here. I just yeah. I was just enjoying it. A lot of the old jokes were repeated, but I felt like they most of them they pulled off in a different way. So it was a little bit more mm-hmm. fresh. Some of them was like, all right, you've just done the same thing again. I get it, but I still enjoyed it. And I think maybe because Eddie's been out of the been out of the spotlight for some time, he hasn't really it's been true. doing any movies. For me, just he did. Um, have you watched that? Um, any of that uh, comedians in cars getting coffee with uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, yeah. I watched that. There was the, Eddie Eddie, Murphy. the there was the Eddie Murphy one, and Eddie was like, yes. uh, Seinfeld was like, "Why don't you do movies anymore? Why are you just you know what what are you doing?" He's like, "I just like sitting on the couch watching TV." He's like, "Sometimes <laughs> I just don't even want to leave the house." He's like, "I'll go weeks without reading that. the leaving the house or looking at the paper. I just want to sit here and watch TV. Just let me watch TV." Oh. And he's like, "I've earned it. I'm just like, I've worked my whole life. I just want to watch TV." I'm like, "That <laughs> is that's amazing." So this guy has just taken some time off. He's like, "Yeah, I just want to watch TV," and he's back after. Yeah. I mean, maybe ten, fifteen years was probably when he did his last like. Like I guess were like tentpole films, and most of them weren't Big. great. Uh, we yeah. think of stuff like Norbert or Meet Dave. 
I feel like they're like the only couple of like real misses in his catalogue and he went off on like a real fizzle. But to see him come back with like yeah. coming to America and last year's or 2019, Dolomite uh, Dolom- is my name. Love that man. Back on form. Like he's, he's yeah. he, like he hasn't ever lost it. He's been sat around watching TV for 15 years, but he hasn't lost it somehow. And for me, the charm of that film was getting Eddie Murphy back in his on prime form. Arsenio Hall's there as well. It, it really terrific as well. I just felt like that charm where that was like, I'm back in this world that I love and I love these characters. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. Um, but then I do understand for someone who maybe doesn't have that connection to the film, why the movie didn't work as well. Yeah. And, and you're right about the performance though. And it's so cool. This is kind of what I want for like a Mike Myers is to mm, revitalize yes. his career with, you know, going into a bit more serious red dull might mm. still a comedy, but he actually got yeah. awards consideration yeah. for that. And then going full on comedy and, and bringing back the characters, but maybe not even the characters, Yep. Bringing back that personality that everyone loves. And mm-hmm. I, I think you nailed it. Eddie Murphy still got it. Yeah. All right. Regardless of if I love this movie or not, there's no doubt in my mind that he can bring us another great comedy in the future. Absolutely. So I'm very excited to see him back. And I hope he keeps doing it, man. Yeah, I don't want too. him to go back in the background again. It hurts. Oh, exactly right. The only fear I have now is that this, while it hasn't done that well, my fear would be that if this did really well, he would just start rehashing all his old films. And I feel mm. like maybe because yeah. this one hasn't been uh, received as well, maybe they won't yeah. go down that route. So hopefully we'll get some like new, fresh Eddie Murphy stuff. So. I just love it. Like, yes. like Dolomite was just so damn good. That surprised me so much. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see where Eddie goes. I love that movie. But I feel like maybe it will be one that if I revisit it, I probably won't enjoy it as much as I did on first view. I'd probably rather yes. go back and watch the first one. But I, in the time, I enjoyed it, and that's how I like review the films. Like, how am I feeling in this moment? Absolutely. There we go. Um, and, that, and that's – well, that's the tough thing about what we do too is, you yeah. know, I, I can't tell you how many reviews I've done, Dave, where I either liked a movie at the time and then I went back and I'm like, yeah. it doesn't hold up on rewatch or yeah. the opposite. Or, yeah. you know, I mean that could always be the case with this movie is I go back and I'm like, what was I thinking? So one of the challenges that we have to overcome is – not being afraid to maybe modify or change our opinions. I I done it on, I just did it on interstellar. I raised my score again, but that's part of the game and it's part of uh, what we do. And we just have to accept and be proud of what we put out, man. And and that's how I feel about some of these reviews that I've, you know, I I know I don't feel the same way, but uh, I think most of the time, and I'm sure you feel the same way. We're very like, all right. Yeah. I think I, I, I know how I felt at the moment, yep, exactly and I'm happy right. with that review. Yeah, so I thought sure. you did a good job in your review, and I Thank agree with a lot of your points. I, I loved your review, too. I agree with all of your points, too. Uh, it's just, I think, yeah. it's again, it's just that whether you have that connection to the original or you don't, I yeah. think that's the it's difference important. there. Um, yeah. Actually, as you, as you mentioned that, like, cha- like changing your opinions and stuff, I've just redone my Pixar ranking um, of all the Pixar films. I don't think I'm going to release it oh, for a cool. couple of months. I'll probably release that when Luca comes out. I'll just find a place to slot that in. Um, yes. But I rewatched all the films, and my list is, like, completely different to the last one. Like, completely different. <laughs> so time. stuff like Wall-E and Ratatouille and um, what's the other one? There was another one that, though. oh, and Inside Out, 
were all fairly yeah. low on my list originally because I think when I first watched them, I didn't enjoy them as much. But I'm thinking back okay. when maybe I was probably a kid at the time or, you know, in mid-teens and just didn't connect with them that much. They were, like, down the bottom. Yeah. And they're ones that people are always railing me out over, like, why the hell is, like, Ratatouille <laughs> down, like, down really low and all this stuff? And now I've revisited them. I'm like, these are some of the best films this studio has put out. And they are so yeah. much higher up on my list now that I just know I'm going to get comments like, I thought you didn't like that one. Why is it like at, yeah. like at the top now? So I'm waiting for stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think it's just age and how you connect mm. with a different movie at a different point in time um, and just maybe how that film has personally aged as well. Um, yes. How you can look back on something and go, well, that was great then, but now it doesn't hold up so much or it doesn't work as well or it's a bit more problematic yes. than it was at the time or any number of reasons. So I think... You put it really well in that we shouldn't be afraid or um, scared to revise our ratings because when we review yes. something, it's about how we feel in that moment um, of time. Uh, so I think like anyone out there listening, whoever sees someone change their mind, you can change your mind. Like anyone can change can. your mind on anything. Um, I think that's always important to consider when we're, when we're talking about film. So, But I, I'm particularly interested to see how this does hold up on a rewatch. I'm sure I will revisit yeah. it one day. Um, but in that moment of time... I really enjoyed that movie, and I know I'm probably in the um, in the minority there, but I, I would say check it out. Definitely, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. It's just started uh, this past weekend. Well, yesterday, yeah, yeah. but by the time people are listening to this yesterday. last weekend, yeah. Um, we'll talk about a couple of just very brief bits of news, and then we'll round it out today. Um, we got the Space Jam launch. Well, Space Jam launch. They dropped like a bunch of like a like a dozen photos from Space Jam. We got our first look at Bugs Bunny, like proper like look at the Bugs Bunny CGI. A lot of people oh. were complaining about it, but I loved it. I thought it looks great. What were your thoughts on the C- CGI Bugs? Like, man, this is so cool. I, and yeah. I get the I get the two D three D like mm-hmm, okay, but mm-hmm. they're going to have both versions in the movie. That's yep. confirmed by the director. Yep. And man, if you zoom in on that picture, which I know you've done, I saw yeah. your video. Dude, the fur is mm. just beautiful. Yeah. I, I love 3D bugs, Insane. man. I'm fired up about this movie. Yeah. What I love about the characters too is that if you look really closely, like these these look like real wonderful 3D CG renders that look like you could see yeah. them in the real world. They're very cartoony. But if you look really closely, you can see almost like, especially on the hands, it's almost like they've got like these traditionally hand-drawn lines on them. So there's almost like this mix of like both cool. worlds there. And if you look at even the faces, like particularly like the eyes and stuff, just the de- there's yeah. just this very subtle detailing that almost looks like there's a bit of hand-drawn animation in there as well. Yeah. And I just think it's just, I think, I think they've done it really well. I mean, we can't, I haven't seen any motion yet. So whether it works as well in motion but as you said, the fur on that Bugs Bunny and just the mm. the detail in that, uh, just amazing. I, I'm more impressed with that than Tom and Jerry. I mean, yeah. you know, Tom and Jerry, it, it looked fine. Like, I, I mm. you know, I, I thought the look was okay during the movie, but then you know, I wasn't a big fan of the movie. Yeah. But I, I just, I look at this animation and I'm like, they're going all out. And even that shot of LeBron James with the electricity flowing over him and the yeah. illuminated background, uh, I'm like, the world looks cool. Yeah. And then you read the description of what it is mm. and this this universe of characters, yeah. man. I, I am genuinely thrilled about this film. Yeah, Matt, that, that shot, I think, out of everything. Like, I thought I would be 
like super hyped when I saw the Looney Tunes, that shot of yeah. LeBron holding that ball with the electricity, the colors, so cool. explosions. I'm like, man, I'm so pumped for this. Me too. I'm just so excited yeah. for it. What are your thoughts on, because they're going to have like all those big crossovers from all the Warner Brothers yeah. films. We're going to have stuff like the Joker, the mask. Uh, they confirmed like Casablanca, Mad Max, like almost everything we're going to see in this. What are your thoughts on, because I know it's been a little bit controversial with some people like, oh, they're just doing it for, you know, for the sake of doing it, whatever. What are your thoughts on this mm. like cross? world sort of thing that's going to happen in this if it fits i'm okay with it 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 all comes down to the story right Mm. if they make it to where it makes complete sense then i don't care how many characters i mean throw them all in there give me ready player one but with the warner brothers characters right (laughs) absolutely but um but yeah i mean it all comes down to uh, that's my one worry i think is the script i mean what is the Mm. story going to be but if you can make it make sense I am absolutely okay with yeah. different versions of these characters. And just looking at that one shot, everyone surrounding bugs, mm. I'm interested to see yeah. who all is there. Yeah. Uh, man, it, 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 we could get some really cool cameos in there. Oh, for sure. Well, I've pe- I picked apart that like 15-second clip that they did, and you could see Fred Flintstone yeah. there. You could see other Hanna-Barbera characters. You've got the Warner Water Tower from the Animaniacs. So it's going to be everything cool. from everywhere. And I feel like it's going to, not going to be a case of like, oh, let's go and talk to Fred Flintstone. It's just going to be you're going to have <laughs> these people in the background and it's just going yeah. to be like, oh, Oh, how good's that? Yeah. I'm totally on board with it. I think it's wonderful. It's going to be a Roger Rabbit type situation where you get these characters yes. just like kind of float in and out. And then like the last scene of Roger Rabbit, you've got like a hundred different tunes just just there. So I feel like so if they can pull that off, and I really think that's kind of what they're aiming for with this movie, I think it's going to be really great. I think it's going to be great. I agree. Um, and I hope I, it, I hope we aren't all let down with it. I've seen, I haven't seen Tom and Jerry yet. Uh, but I've seen that not – I don't think I've heard a good thing about that. I see it in two weeks' time. Um, so a little bit dampened on that one, but I'm, I'm going to go in with an open mind. Um, but I, I just hope this does better than Tom and Jerry has done so far, and I think it will. Space I think it will. Space Jam. Nostalgia, man. So, oh, and, man. and this, Tom yeah. and Jerry has nostalgia too, but yeah. I, I just think you saw that Tom and Jerry trailer and you could tell the kind of movie you're getting. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly these right. still images yeah. – Mm, this yeah. is something cool. Well, I feel like we're probably going to get a trailer for this real soon. Um, yes. It might even be one out by the time this podcast goes out. I'm not sure because usually <laughs> when they do like these EW drops with the photos, the trailer's like two, three, maybe a week down the line. Um, yeah. So I hope so just going to keep my eyes open so we can get some coverage in on the trailer and all that stuff. That's Very great. excited. Uh, we'll just briefly talk. Um, Bob Chapek, who is, of course, in Bob Iger's role now, at Disney, um, head of motion pictures and all that kind of stuff. They did a virtual investor conference. So every, like, I guess it's like every month or every couple of months they will do an investor conference. So, like, you know, the big one that we got at the end of last year, the Investor Day, that's like the big one they do every year where everyone's allowed to watch. But then every, like, few months they will do an Investor Day, which is literally just for investors to watch in or go in on the phone um, mm-hmm. And always there's like a little bit of information that comes out of them. There wasn't too much that came out of this one. But there's an interesting quote here from uh, from Chapek um, on the theatrical window, the windows that Disney are now looking at. Now, this, the last 12 months, <clears throat> as we said at the beginning, audiences are getting a little lazier when it comes to going to the cinemas. People are now... Yeah. Uh, more used to streaming stuff. At the beginning, like, people didn't want a word of it. Like, no way am I streaming this big movie (laughs) at home. 
but now people are like, it's only taken 12 months and people are now into it. And it's going to yeah. be very hard for studios to go back on that now, I feel. Now, I've been saying again for 12 months that this is something studios have been moving towards for a long time. And I've mentioned on this podcast a dozen times, um, I probably mentioned on the on the, one of the calls that we've had too, is that you know, yeah. seeing Jeffrey Katzenberg six years ago talking about like this exact same thing, movies in theatres and on streaming. And back then, it was like, what is streaming? How are you going to send like a movie to my home? Like, how are you <laughs> going to, how is that happening? This was like before that. And he was talking about like six years ago, like, 10 years down the line, you're going to be able to go to the cinema or you'll be able to watch the movie at home like a couple of days later. You're going to have the option. So now after 12 months, this is most definitely what has now happened. And this they've taken the pandemic as an excuse to expedite, like Bob Chapek has used that word, to expedite these plans and to make it happen a lot earlier than it probably should have happened. But anyway, we've got a new quote from him here. Um, I'll just I'll read the quote in full. Uh, this is, uh, he says, the consumer is probably more impatient than they've ever been before, particularly since now they've had the luxury of an entire year of getting titles at home pretty much when they want them. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure there's going back. But, uh, but we certainly do want to do, we certainly don't want to do anything like, the, like cut the legs off a theatrical exhibition run. Now moviegoers won't have much of a tolerance for a title, say being out of a theatrical for months, and just sort of sitting there gathering dust before migrating to mm. streaming or other windows. So essentially what he's saying is that people are so used to getting their stuff on streaming, this is probably the way forward. He says, I'm not sure he's going back on this. Uh, so essentially what they're trying with Raya, which is in cinemas on Disney Plus same day, probably going to become the standard model for Disney. Um, but then he also says moviegoers don't have the tolerance for a movies in cinemas and then you've got to wait three months to get it on Blu-ray or to stream it. It's now like people want it now. And people are yeah. in this mindset like in this three months between theatrical exhibition and streaming or physical media or whatever, people are going, why can't I watch this? Why am I not? Why, why have you taken this movie away from me for three months? I want to watch this yeah. movie now. I, uh, so now... What's going to happen to this window? Is there, like, we've, we've seen, you go back 20 years, you would wait a, mo- um, a year, maybe two years for a movie to hit VHS after it left cinemas. Yeah. Uh, when DVD came out, it was maybe made like seven or eight months later after it was in cinemas, you would get the DVD. More recent years, three months has been the standard. Um, and then it kind of shortened to about two months. But now mm-hmm. it looks like there might not be a window at all. It's uh, whether that is that it's going to cinemas and streaming same day, or that it's going to cinemas and then it will appear on streaming after the th- like immediately after the theatrical run. Yeah. It's completely changed the way that we view new films and the way the audience sees new films. And again, I had this big discussion about Martin Scorsese came out and he said audiences are now viewing films as just content, just pieces of content, you know, and they're not respecting them for the the art form that they are anymore. Um, So it's definitely, um, I mean, we saw it coming, but it's, it's a weird place to be. What do you, yeah. what do you think about all of this? Well, essentially, we're we're living, we're living in the future. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. I I imagine the world moving in this direction. Mm. It's just 
how is it going to happen? How is it going to come about? Because there had to be something to start these wheels in motion, to put these things in place. And yeah. little did we know that something was going to be a worldwide pandemic where everybody yeah. <laughs> was going to be at home for a year. And I, I wish that wouldn't have been the case. Mm. But that started everything in motion. And now, Dave, how do you go back from here? Yeah. I mean, how do you strip the audience of what they consider to be a luxury right now? Mm. And you mentioned them saying, well, we don't want to cut the wheels off the theatrical release. Well, their mindset is yeah. we're going to do the same day release that yeah. they're experimenting with Raya and the Last Dragon. And there many other studios are doing at the same time. And I think Netflix is a big part of this too because yep. they have some big movies and blockbusters under their banner that that yep. go straight to streaming and only open in a couple of theaters in the US. So the world has just it, it was gradually changing for a while and then it just shot forward. It feels like a decade into this new world. I'm still I get shaky when I think about not visiting Box Office Mojo every yeah. Sunday yeah. because I was always seriously I was always yeah. so used to looking at the box office and and soaking all of that information is in now we have to essentially change the way we yeah. look at that. Yep. We're never going to get a box office giant at least in the US. Yeah. Uh, clearly China's different. Yeah. But like we saw in Avengers Endgame, no, no. I don't think no way. ever again, Dave. Well, I said this. I can't remember if it was um, our last our last podcast, but I said it in. I've said it in one recently where we're in this weird place now, where the success of a film is no longer based on how much money it makes, particularly Absolutely. when the studios are essentially giving a lot of this content out for for nothing. Um, I mean, yeah. like HBO Warner's with HBO Max. You pay for HBO Max, but then you don't pay for the new film. You just got yeah. it. It's there. Disney's doing something a bit different, which is like the the Premier Access thing where you pay $30 a title. Um, but, yeah, we're in this weird place now where the success of a movie is going to be based on the eyes, how many eyes yeah. it attracts and not how much money it makes. And whether this has a domino effect on the budgets of these films the time it takes to make the films, whether it's going to be a detriment to the filmmaking process, I don't know. Like, that's not a rabbit hole I want to go down. But um, it's a really weird time, and it is a turning point in film history. And it's kind of weird to be here. It's scary because as someone so passionate, you know, uh, both of us, we Mm. love going to the theater. We love respecting the art form that is a film and filmmaking but even beyond that, we look at a blockbuster, and that is, in my opinion, the only way to soak in a movie like uh, we were talking Interstellar, Avengers mm. Endgame, is in the theater with that experience. Now, that is, I still think, a smaller group than the general audience because I know a lot of people that don't care about going to the movie. Yeah. And they're very happy with these films being here uh, at the comfort of their own home. But, man, it's going to be it's going to be terrifying to see how the world continues to change as a lover of the movie theater. Um, I, I am o- open. I'm open to see what they do. I just, I hope that theatrical experience doesn't go away anytime soon, man. It, it's got me a little worried. Yeah, me too. I don't think it'll ever go away completely, but I feel like it will be mm-hmm. like more of a niche thing where you've got mm-hmm. some cinemas open, but I don't know. Uh, it's been such a weird year where everything, yeah. you, it feels like it's going to go one way and then the studios test something else out and then it goes <laughs> that way. And then, I think they're still just playing around. Like, obviously, Disney, like, they sent out their recent release schedule to me, the Australian team, uh, the Australian release schedule. Okay. Black Widow's still in place for, like, 
essentially a few weeks' time. Um, and these movies that we think we're going to just keep getting pushed, I feel like it's like final hour now. Like if they're going to push it, it's got to happen like really quickly. Um, yes. It's, it's, it's weird. That, that I think for me that is um, probably them just waiting to see how Raya does and then that's mm. going to be their, I think that's going to be like their go-to, like, okay, all of our movies are going Disney, Premier Access and Cinemas. They can't keep pushing these movies back. I mean, I've lost a lot of my anticipation and my hype for Black Widow um, just simply because we should have had it a year ago um, and it's just something that I'm yeah. not, particularly after seeing WandaVision and the direction the MCU's now going, is like it almost feels like a step back from that. There's a reason why they sequence these movies in the way they did. Yes. Um, so anyway, it's going to be very interesting. I think if um, these Disney, this next Disney movies are going to get another push, it's going to have to happen over the next couple of weeks because they're leaving I a agree. final hour and they're still on that release schedule as of this week. So it's going to be interesting to see. Now, we'll see. very quickly before we wrap it up, I thought I'd put this at the end of the show because uh, we're going to talk about WandaVision, our thoughts on the, the show as a whole, as the finale yeah. very briefly. I thought I'd put it at the end because I know some people still have probably haven't got around to watching it. So if they didn't want spoilers, we're going to like spoilers. We're going to do spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, you, this is like a good point where you can shut the podcast out um, because at the end of this, it's just going to be my wrap up and it's the same as every week. Um, but we will <laughs> talk about our thoughts on WandaVision. Um, what... what how did you feel about the series as a whole? And uh, in particular, how did you feel with the way that it wrapped up on, well, for you, it was tonight, today's show. For me, it was uh, yeah. last evening. Yeah, you were up nice and early to be watching that one. Yeah, I, I attempted to get some sleep. It didn't work, man. <laughs> didn't. I was up for so long. I finally got to nap after WandaVision, which was awesome when I messaged you. But, man, that was um, – I'll tell you this. So I think WandaVision as a whole is a very refreshing – entry into mm. the marvel cinematic universe i like the fact that they're opening things up and doing things different and and bringing us something that we never imagined would not only be for a character that maybe we thought wasn't as integral but oh my god scarlet witch is one of the best avengers now oh my god i i, I love her and i've i've grown to love her through this show but it also gave us a beautiful romance with wanda and vision and opening up her world to us, seeing her be a mother, seeing her do all of these very intimate things. And I thought the show displayed that very, very well. Yeah. So before I get into kind of what, you know, nitpicks, I did love the show. Yeah. I did. I loved the show. I, I thought it was great, right? Now, the finale, and everybody's going to be talking about this, you're going to have your theories, you're going to have your speculation, yeah. and you're going to want certain things to happen <laughs> that will inevitably, I mean, the hype, the buildup, a lot of those things aren't going to happen. We've seen this effect countless times. But for me, certain things that happened in the finale was less so because it was a theory, but more so because maybe a character just left. Like, well, we're talking spoilers. Yeah. White Vision yeah. just kind of leaves. Yeah. Open-ended. We don't really know where he goes. Yeah. Darcy gets 30 seconds in the episode. Yeah. Okay, she could have used a little bit more. Jimmy Woo, he's mm. there, doesn't get a lot to do. Hayward, they wrap that storyline yeah, up. Monica yeah. Rambeau, they're really just kind of setting her up for, yeah. for Captain Marvel 2 and maybe Secret Invasion. So all of those things are fine. I think the the, the finale was a bit too short yeah. for its own good to wrap mm -hmm. up a lot of these storylines. Yeah. The only thing I really didn't like yeah. was the, um, the Ralph... Owner. Oh, the, the Quicksilver, yeah. Didn't like yeah. that, man. I just, you know, it's why cast, I get yeah, it, it's, it's a it? nod, but 
Oh, why cast him in that role? Okay, I still love Evan Peters. Other than that yeah. big issue that I had, I, I I still thought the finale gave us a lot of great emotion, great moments, really cool, epic battles, and it wrapped her her storyline up in a way it propels her yeah. in what I think is going to be the villain of yeah. Doctor Strange so too, too, and that's got me really excited, yeah. Dave. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me. The show was an easy five for me until probably the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one to really like speculating and coming up with all that because I know because at the end of the day you're yeah. always going to be disappointed. And like I've been so Absolutely. into these Marvel movies, I think I really got into them around Age of Ultron. Um, I'd watch. I've been watching them all as they were coming out, but Age of Ultron was that moment where I really got into it because all the pieces were clicking together. Um, yeah. and even back then, like it was crazy theories, like talking about, oh, look what's going to happen. And, and it never happens, never happens the mm-hmm. way that you expect it. Even going back to Age of Ultron, a movie like that is like, it wasn't, there were no like big revelations or anything that you thought were going to happen. So I kind of mm-hmm. stay away from all that. But it's hard to, to not get swept up in the hype of this one because <laughs> yeah. of this weekly thing and you're getting like a piece of the puzzle every week and it's so good. Yeah. And I tr- I purposely wasn't trying to come up with any like um, theories or anything myself, but you see a lot online, you're like, that would be really cool. And to see Word. literally none of it paid off. Uh, I'm not yeah. I'm, like, I'm not annoyed about it because inevitably a lot of this stuff wasn't going to happen, but it almost feels like the show ends um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like, um, uh, I can't go completely blank now, but, it, um, it, it's just like it ends with, doesn't end with a thud. Ends with a whimper. Ends with a whimper. It's not exactly disappointing, but I feel like there's a lot of things that you thought might be paid off were never paid off or they were just yeah. paid off in a way that was like almost like brushed under the rug. And again, at the yeah. end of the day, this is inevitably how it's always going to happen. But then you've got Paul Bettany out there, like, hyping up everyone. Yeah, there's going to be this awesome cameo at the end. Oh, it's going to be so yeah. good. You've got everyone in. It's like, oh, yeah, man, it's going to be cool. Come on for the last one. And then it's just a little bit underwhelming. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a bit underwhelming. Yes. I didn't hate it. I loved it. I still loved the show all the way through. But I felt like Me too. once everything started to get wrapped up, it was like, this is a it it's is a little bit underwhelming. I know it's going to lead into some other films where we're going to pick up the threads of stuff again. Scarlet Witch reading from the um from the the, the book of dark magic and stuff at the end. Yes. It's like oh my gosh, what's going to happen next with her? Um, and I'm really excited to see what happens with Monica Rambo probably in the next Captain Marvel film and all this stuff. But then as a self contained series, it's almost like I feel like a lot of things were like done for the sake of a joke, like the Ralph Bona mm-hmm. thing or. Um, again, it's nothing that like I'm like going to sit here and complain about. It's just almost like that psychological thing where you hype yourself up, and then it's like what they actually do is more yeah. underwhelming than what you were maybe hoping could happen. But again, it's all part of the fun of it. I still love the series. I think really, it's probably like a four, four and a half for me. Like the, the, me the last few ones, just it didn't detriment my experience of the show. And again, I just I'm I'm such an advocate for this week by week by week release yeah. schedule. I think it did Perfect. work in the favor of this show, but then again, there are a lot of people who really hated the fact that they didn't pay off a lot of stuff. There are a lot of people who are more like angry with it than like like we are. Like for us, it's like this is how it was always going to be a bit underwhelming, whatever. But yeah. there are people who are angry, so 
that release schedule in that respect for those people hasn't worked. I think it, I think I think that's the way that, that that these Marvel series should be done. I'm excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier in two weeks' time. Well, it's the only way to do it. I mean, yeah. it's the only way to get people's hype, keep them coming yeah. back every week, keep the speculation. And that speculation sometimes yeah. it can be a detriment to yeah. the show. And I think yeah. this was a this was a good case of you yeah. know it didn't really pay off yeah. on a lot of the things. We got some great things, yeah. not what we expected. Yeah. I, I like to call that the Last Jedi effect, but yeah. this was this was clearly different from the Last yeah. Jedi. Um, but you know, you and I, we've we've seen this. We've been in this long enough to where we can say the intentions of the filmmaker yeah, exactly right. and they just didn't yeah. necessarily line up with what we expected yeah. and that's okay yeah. now i think we're more likely to get something from falcon and winter soldier that brings in some uh, crazy comic book nuggets just yeah. because of you know the the, the type of story i'm already like yeah. red hulk <laughs> are we get red hulk general thunderbolt ross you know but that's my fault i'm yeah. doing this to that's myself exactly right. yeah 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 <laughs> well that's that's the big part of it it's like all this hype this speculation stuff it's on us, on the people who are watching it. This is not like is. the creators are feeding us like, oh, this is going to happen. It's all in yes. our head. It's like we pick up these little nuggets and people overanalyze absolutely everything and make it into something absolutely. that's completely nothing. Um, and it's the, the only exception to that is Paul Bettany trying to work up the fact that there's like a big cameo. And it wasn't just one interview he said that in. I saw like a super cut of him saying that in about seven or eight different interviews. Um, but that's just, such like that's such a British thing to do, just to just troll everyone. And then there's this yeah, other and, interview. And I think part of him is like this that sweet old, I mean, he's not a sweet old lady, but it's yeah. like that sweet, oh, she doesn't really know what she's saying. And he's just like, oh, they're going to laugh after it's over. And now they're just throwing stuff yeah. at their TV screen. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to. You know? so. Oh, man. So yeah. funny. I thought, it was, I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was so funny. That, yeah. Like some part of you says, yeah, no, nah, it's not going to be as big as he's working up to be but there's a little part that's like oh what are we gonna get who's it gonna be Reed Richards. yeah uh look i love the show i loved it all it was just that i feel like a few things are like maybe a little bit underwhelming i feel like again as you, you said it wrapped up too quickly the plot line with haywood really didn't go anywhere it, nah. it was only like those last like two shows where they really tried to work him up as the villain and then yeah. they just handcuff him and take him away and that's it it's almost like oh well that was a little bit disappointing i thought maybe they tried yeah. to shove too many things in maybe that's it but otherwise great show really enjoyed it really enjoyed i agree it. and look I forward agree. to falcon the winter soldier and at that austin oh my gosh it's a show under two hours for once yeah. yes i've <laughs> done, done it um, i was gonna take some like um i asked I, I asked for people to send in some questions and i got i actually got heaps this week but i'm just gonna cut it off here this week because i know once i get okay. into the questions it's like another 15 20 minutes so i'm gonna <laughs> cap it off here i think it's nice i know people don't mind the two hour shows uh but i'd like to just you know do something that's a little bit lighter and easy to listen to every uh, every yes. now and then thanks for joining me again austin it's wonderful to have you back um now a regular on the show which is awesome and um when's oscar season like april is that when the oscars are this year well they they are but the uh, nominations actually come out in 10 days, ten days Dave. so man. you oh, might man. be seeing me again here oh, soon i'll be seeing you very soon i'll reach out to you we'll figure <laughs> something out around oscars and we'll talk about it might even i don't know we'll sort out but i will message you and i'll get you back on we'll talk yeah. oscars and stuff which is going to be awesome uh i always forget to do this at the beginning of the show but please let people out there uh who don't uh who don't follow you or anything where they can uh, find you out there on the on the interwebs and all that 
Of course, of course. You guys can find me youtube.com slash Austin Burke, uh, where I talk everything from Oscars to comic book movies and letterboxed Austin Burke and at the, the Burkinator on Twitter and Instagram. No longer have a MySpace, Dave, so we're not no, doing that anymore. No, MySpace long gone. Um, long gone. gone. Um, of course, this podcast right here, the Dave Lee Download Podcast, goes out every single Monday on all podcasting platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Audible. Uh, the visual element goes out on YouTube on the exact same day, but if you're a patron supporter, you can get that two days early. Uh, if you head to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Town Under, you can get your early access for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, of course. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, that's it. That's those. That's the only places. I am on Facebook too, but I don't really post much to the Facebook page. Um, if you want to write, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's just there. It's just one of those things. I'm like, I really should post to it, but no one uses Facebook anymore. No one uses no. Facebook anymore. That's the no. thing, isn't it? It's all grandma. migrated. It. Um, <laughs> you can um, you can send me an email at davelypod at gmail.com. I know you probably won't, but you can. Uh, if you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review. Good ones are always welcome. Help me get that star rating back up after someone's like review bombed me. It's not like, look, it's, it's fine. It's, it's this guy right here. This guy right here. Give me, give me good reviews. Like, be honest though. I always like. I'm not one to say give me a dishonest review. If you if you really like the show, and you want to give it five stars. Give it five stars. If you want to, if you don't like the show and you want to give it one star, just don't do it. You'll tank. You just watch. <laughs> you just just watch my ratings tank this week. <laughs> just watch them tank. Um, do I don't know. Look, I, I, any reviews are welcome, but I'd like that like extra like point one. To come back on my rating. We'll see that. what happens. Yeah. Look, guys, that's the end of the show. Oh, this week on the on the channel, I feel like my, my microphone's too far away. This week on the channel, well, last week I launched a couple of voice evolutions for Spike and Tyke, Tom and Jerry Spike and Tyke. Um, so Good you can one. check those out. I did the main evolution for Spike and Tyke a couple of weeks ago. You can check that one out as well. Um, I also uploaded like a bunch of cartoon news things, Space Jam, like news on Animaniacs coming back for a third season. So you can check those videos out. Uh, this week I might have my next Disney... I might have an updated Disney animation uh, ranking of all 59 films, including Raya, um, it's if I have the time to do it. I think I should, so that will hopefully be up this week. I was thinking about dropping my next Pixar ranking, was which was the Dark Age one. I'm not sure if I will if I drop the Disney one. I kind of want to space the rankings out a little bit, but we'll see. So you might get like one either of, the, either of those this week, or maybe two if I'm feeling generous. I've got my big evolution coming up. My next big evolution is coming up man like a week and a half and i've only just finished the script it's my longest script ever um it is 15 16 pages long um usually a 40 minute one's about 11 pages so i think this is going to be like a whole hour long evolution um i've even i put out a i put out a poll i was like do you guys mind seeing an hour long one everyone's like yeah as long as like the character (laughs) wants it as long as the character warrants it we're happy for an hour long one it's not going to be a cartoon evolution though i've just announced this week that i'm starting a new series called pop culture evolution that's so cool you saw this you liked it i think i'm 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 gonna be kind of like rotating between the two it just kind of i i feel like my content i want it to be a bit more relevant this year so mm-hmm. whatever character is that kind of relevant in the moment will go between the cartoon evolutions and the pop culture evolutions, depending on how well this one goes. Music's about to yeah. start. Start it again. Um, so, yeah, so well, I, I still am not ready to announce who that character is, but it's probably going to have to happen sometime this week, I imagine. We're getting very close. I'm scared, Austin, that I'm not going to finish this in time. 
and I have a very specific date that it needs to drop, and I'm very scared it's not going to get done in time. Um, oh. So I really have to like knuckle down and get it done. But I think people are going to love the character I'm covering. I'm really hoping it's one that it, that does that does pay off. So I will announce that over the next week. The hints okay. are there. If you look through like like my socials and stuff, there's hints there, and I think people yes. have like cottoned on to who it is. It's a big character, and naturally yeah. it warrants this like it, what's probably going to be a 50, 60 minute runtime. I'm so excited about it, and this is <laughs> actually even writing this one. I'm having so much fun, like more fun writing this That's than nice. I have for a long time. So I'm very excited for it. So that's coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Um, once again, thanks Austin for joining me uh, on this podcast. It's really wonderful to have you back, and again, we'll see you on here again very soon. Um, I'm Wait. gonna I'm gonna do my like walkout. You can like do a, a some kind of exit if you like, and I'll uh, I'll see you next time. Take it easy.